Welcome to People with Purpose. So many people are looking for meaning, but they don't know where to start. Imagine a world where everyone could just get their purpose out of them and then actually make it happen. I'm David Roberts, and I believe that we all have a purpose, and with focus and a little help, people with purpose make a difference. And this show is where these stories come to life. Hello, hello, and welcome to People with Purpose. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about innovation. Innovation. So, um, what is that? Well, do you know what? I'm going to Google it. Hang on a second. What is innovation? I-N-O-V-A-T-I-N. Right. Innovation, defined as (laughs) the action or process of innovating. Well, that really clears that, doesn't it? So, so innovate. Why do they do this? How do you define innovation? Let's look. So, right. So, innovation is about successfully implementing a new idea and creating value for your customers and stakeholders. So, innovation starts with a new idea. Could be a new product or a new service, a new way of doing things. Innovation. There must be. The origin of the word must have come from, uh, must have come from some something. Talk about the Latin, yes, the Latin for uh, novus, which is new, novare, which is to make, and in, which is into. (laughs) So in, of eight, so into new make. And the word innovate popped up in the 16th century. Well, there you go. So that's the history of the word innovation. And um, it's all the rage, this innovation thing. So what I'm going to talk about is the the dirty dozen of innovation today. So uh, innovation is, well, it's massive, isn't it? So I've spoken previously on the podcast about the fact that everything starts with a thought. Bit of feedback on that, bit of heat actually on that. Um, people saying, you know, well, what about, you know, okay, that's the thought process, but what about the heart? And okay, it's a fair comment, that. Fair comment. You know, the heart apparently sends nine times more signals to the brain than the brain sends to the heart. Interesting. But, you know, where do your thoughts come from? Are you assuming they're coming from your head? Or maybe some of them are coming from your heart. Who knows? Anyway, so back to innovation. (laughs) It's great to get feedback, though. Thank you. I do appreciate you uh, giving me uh, feedback because it all helps to improve the podcast. And this is a this is a journey, a journey of discovery. And and so when talking about these things, it's brilliant to have so many different views. And and some of the people that have been on the podcast have fundamentally disagreed with. The, the whole kind of thing about having a purpose or I felt like it hasn't really added much to their lives and everyone's got a story to tell and it's all valid. We can all learn from each other's experience. And uh, so let's do that now. Talk about innovation. So innovation is crucial. There's a statement. Why is that? Because we need to create stuff, don't we? We need to create stuff to make our life easier. Uh, people want things to be better, faster, more cost-effective. In fact, people are willing to pay more money uh, for things that make their lives easier and faster. So 
innovation is a big part of that. Making something new, as we've just learned from the Latin. So how can you encourage and foster a culture of innovation in your business, in your life? Well, we're going to come on to that. So <clears throat> encourage your team to experiment, to take risks, think differently, and create an environment where failure is viewed as an opportunity to learn, that whole kind of growth mindset thing. So why should you do that? Well, finding new solutions, new ways of solving people's problems is going to help you to have an impact in the world. And why are we here? We're here to help solve the problems of humanity to further the progress of humanity. One of the reasons why we're here. And being innovative, being able to identify new solutions. If you're in business, why is it important? Well, it will put you ahead of your competition. It will put you ahead of the business that you were yesterday as well as the other businesses that you're competing with. Innovation is vital to organic growth of a business, developing new products and services, like I said, that solve customers' problems in new and interesting ways, or new problems that customers are facing, or additional problems to the problems that you already help your customers to solve. <clears throat> Having an um, innovative culture that creates new products and services makes your business more attractive for investors and potentially uh, for a route to sell the business at some point in the future, that intellectual property that creates value, equity value in your business. It also uh, gives people's lives meaning. So when you've got a team of people if they feel able to innovate and to create a new solution, then that helps with motivation. You know, people are motivated by achievement, growth, relationships. They're the sort of chunked up headings. Then innovation can feed all of those motivators, either the concept of the thought or the mechanics of bringing it to reality or the ability to be able to put it in front of a customer and, and actually solve a problem for a customer and the problems of today and tomorrow. So <clears throat> what are the dirty dozen of innovation then? Well, this is about how you create a work environment and a, um, a culture which fosters innovation, maybe incentivizes it. So 12 steps, 12 attributes, characteristics you can look to create in your business to know that it's an innovative business. Number one is to empower your people to make a difference. Empower them to be creative. Empower them to be innovative, to invent, to come up with solutions as well as problems or instead of problems. That's step number one, be empowering. Step number two, commit to recruit and develop and invest in the skills of your people so that they and 
in turn then your business remains at the right point on the innovation cycle. I was going to say at the leading edge of innovation, but that might not be right for your business strategy. <clears throat> you might be a a follower from a kind of a product innovation point of view and a leader from a service innovation point of view. It depends on what your strategy is. But you need to be in the right place for where you are on that curve. And you as a business will be in the right place if your people are recruited and trained and then invested in to position you from an innovation perspective right where you need to be on that curve. So that's number two, is to hire and invest in the people skills. Number three is to make you sure you've got the right leadership. So, and that leadership knows that investing time in innovation is to be encouraged. And that's it again in the ideas, but also uh, driving delivery of innovative, innovative projects. So they're three kind of people related things. So one, empowering people, that's a cultural thing. Two, hiring and uh, developing people, that's a kind of a culture thing, but it's also a decision point around, okay, so the criteria for bringing people in is around their ability to innovate, and we will invest in their skills. And the third thing is the leadership. So that's about creating the environment where once you've empowered them and once you've um, hired them and trained them, um, you've also then allocated the time and the resources um, and you're leading in a way that encourages that time to be invested in innovative activities. And failure is part of the process. That's leadership. Then there's step four, which is about having a clear strategy and some clear objectives, which ensure that innovation has a place. It's probably directly named in your strategy somewhere. How will you be innovative and in what and in what way, with what focus, with what desired returns? So a clear vision for innovation in your business. That's number four. Number five is collaboration. Now, if you think that if you've done ones, two, three, and four, and that's going to be all the input that you need, then you could be right, but you could be missing a trick because there's external centers of excellence or of innovation that you can tap into, whether that be trade associations, the educational establishment who are doing research into solving the problems of humanity from an academic point of view. They could be looking to partner with a business that wants to do it from a commercial point of view. Your customers, collaborating with your customers on solving problems, that's why you're innovating to create solutions in the first place. So work with your customers on it. So collaboration with people outside of your employed people is step number five. Number six is to commit to a number. So how much money are you going to invest in innovation? Or what percentage of turnover or profitability are you going to invest in innovation this year or next year? So 
Number six is about a commitment to a number. Number seven is about having the right metrics. So ensure that you measure the right things. So if you are looking to um, innovate in products, you could have a percentage of turnover target for new products that have been released in the last three years or whatever it might be. If you're talking about service in innovation, you could uh, measure how many improvement initiatives you have implemented and what benefits that's brought from a customer service point of view. As an example, so establish your key metrics. That's point number seven. Point number eight is have a system. Have a system for innovation. So capturing the, uh, the innovation projects that you're working on, capturing the, um, uh, I suppose, mechanism, if you like, for approving investment into a business case, for example. You might be spending capital. You might be uh, investing operational time and resources. So having a proper system for, one, justifying the investment of time and resources in the innovation, and two, then reviewing and uh, managing the implementation of those innovation projects, and then three, monitoring the results after they've been implemented and handed back to the business. That's number eight, having a system. Number nine is about ongoing research. So you've got to keep in touch with your market. Like I said, the reason that we innovate, uh, we make new things, is because we have new problems to solve in society. And businesses exist to serve society. And so in business, we have to keep in touch with our market, keep in touch with our customers' needs to feed into how we can solve those problems. And again, you know, regulation, legislation, what's coming up. Normally, there's a bit of a heads up from government about what's going to be coming down the tracks in most industries. Sometimes there are some surprises as well. But keep your ear to the ground. That's number nine, research. Number 10, nearly there, is about investing in technology. And if you wind back a few episodes, um, I spoke about digitization and the importance of understanding the role that digitization and technology from that point of view can play in your business. But if you've got technology, it can aid your innovation process. It can accelerate your innovation process. So investing in that technology and also then linking back to collaboration. Um, if you are able to uh, collaborate with other organizations, you've got that technological input that can accelerate your innovation. And again, it's a good combination of two of these, uh, like I say, dozen um, factors or characteristics around innovation. And number 11 is about responsibility. So your innovation needs to consider the impact it intends to have, of course, and one would assume that would be positively motivated. But you also need to consider the unintended consequences, perhaps, of innovation and make sure that where you are coming up with new ideas and implementing them, that's being done in an ethical 
sustainable and responsible way. And this is about your products. So are you able to reuse recycled uh, materials? Are you able to uh, create products in a way that's environmentally sustainable, ideally benign? Are you able to um, yeah, actually take the opportunity presented by the desire to have a more circular economy so we're not continually pulling on virgin materials and resources and in fact we are uh, reusing or recycling in a circular fashion the resources that we're using to solve humanity's problems i.e solve humanity's problems without creating more problems for humanity because it's also the social side of these things as well now invariably innovation can mean things work more efficiently which can mean people's jobs roles and responsibilities may change so we've all got a responsibility to look for those opportunities to create a sustainable society all around i.e jobs for all Let's not let ChatGPT replace podcast hosts as an example. Yeah, serious problem that would be. Good. Okay. And then number 12 is about communication. And I did call this a dirty dozen, actually, which I'm not sure if it's entirely appropriate, but, you know, hopefully it's memorable, the dirty dozen of innovation. And this is possibly the, the dirtiest one, if you don't get it right. Communication is so crucial. We rely on communication to know what is going on. So if you've got a focus on innovation and you've not told anyone, that's a bit of a problem because they're not going to know, are they? They're not going to know that it's okay to try things and to fail. It, if it was okay for, I think it was Edison to have 10,000 failed attempts to create a light bulb. And if we look around any building we go into right now and think about how many bulbs there are in there, it's okay to fail 10,000 times to solve the problems for seven or eight billion people, I think. And now we're doing it in a more environmentally sustainable way with LEDs, etc. So we need to communicate. We need to communicate so that people know it's okay to fail. We need to communicate so that we know that we are empowered to innovate. We need to communicate so everyone knows that the ethical approach, the sustainable approach, the responsible approach we take to innovation is part of the fabric of what we do. We need to communicate with our customers, and that's two-way communication. We need to listen better than we talk so we understand what our customers' problems really are so we can ensure we remain relevant and have the impact that we want to have. We need to communicate the metrics, the measures of success, so that, yeah, it's all right to fail, but actually look at all the things we've achieved through our innovation process and system. Look at all these great ideas that have come from these brilliant people who we've employed and then invested in and then led in a way that creates an environment where they can innovate because of the culture of empowerment that we've created because we want our people to be able to make a difference on the world. So communication is number 12 of the dirty does. And 
remember, remember, remember that innovation teaches us a valuable lesson as well, because innovation teaches us to try. And if we try, the chances are we will fail. And we as a species will learn more from failure than anything else we will ever, ever do. And that's got to be good for our species. So let's innovate. Let's take the opportunity presented by all the problems that we have in the modern world to find solutions, to be valuable, and then to create organisations and businesses that, again, create economy, create jobs for people in a sustainable and ethical way, and in a way that creates a culture where people feel empowered to really make a difference. Thanks for listening to People With Purpose. I hope you've enjoyed the show and are enjoying going on this journey. Please remember to like and subscribe and give us a five-star review. Uh, tell all your friends. And if you're interested in finding out more about any of the things we've covered in this episode of People With Purpose, just get in touch. All the details are in the show notes. Thanks. Bye.